You're listening to Build, Launch, Scale. The podcast for people focused on using technology to bring products to life. Each week, we'll dive into a specific topic within product management and hear from some of the best product people around. The goal? To help you find some inspiration, learn a few new tricks, and ultimately, build, launch, and scale better products. Build, Launch, Scale is a production of Product Collective, a community for product people and the organizers of Industry the Product Conference, where product people from all over the world gather every fall. For Product Collective, I'm Mike Belsito, and this is Build, Launch, Scale. As a product person, it's always interesting to hear from other product people of the products you actually love to use. For me, I remember the time where I visited Intercom's offices in Dublin, Ireland. We use Intercom here at Product Collective, and I've used it in the past for companies I've worked with as well. I genuinely love their products, as well as the content that they produce as well, their blog, the podcast. So when I actually got to visit their headquarters and chat with folks at Intercom, it was a pretty cool experience. But this episode, it doesn't involve Intercom or even a product person managing a product that's one of my favorites. In this episode, I actually chat with the VP of product of one of my wife's favorite products in Zillow. My wife has a master's degree in historic preservation, and as you can imagine, we live in a 100-year-old historic home in our hometown of Lakewood, Ohio. But she's always getting alerts and notifications from Zillow when the volume of our home or other homes in the neighborhood go up, go down, or when homes just about a mile away nestled right on Lake Erie suddenly become available to purchase. Notifications like that usually stress me out a little bit. Nevertheless, when somebody from the team at Zillow reached out to us and inquired about being on the podcast, I couldn't help but to have my interest peaked. If anything, at least for my wife's sake. I ended up connecting with Rebecca Bastian, Zillow's VP of product, a few weeks back. I wasn't quite sure where our conversation may lead, but ultimately, Rebecca ended up sharing a lot of great insights for people considering a career in product management, whether it's a college student or somebody transitioning within their career. Yet, as a part-time college professor myself, I reminded Rebecca how product management, it isn't even offered at most universities. The class I teach at Case Western Reserve University, it's the first undergraduate product management class that the university ever offered. I asked Rebecca if this lack of product management education, is it a bad thing? I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing that um, product management isn't taught in college. I definitely saw college as kind of a place to learn how to work hard on problems that can sometimes be discouraging, find out how to collaborate, problem solve, and look up information. So, you know, a lot of the skills that I feel like are kind of inherent to a college education are certainly leveraged for product management. And also in a lot of the collaborative group projects that you do in college, you know, I think I I often assumed the role of product manager without knowing I was doing it, which was coordinating the team, figuring out what everyone's working on, how it's coming together, what the big picture that we're working on is. You know, I feel like so much of being a product manager is just kind of in your DNA more than something that you learn. And um, I know personally, I always kind of had those tendencies to, to get things done and bring people together. So the fact that there aren't a lot of product management classes out there, it definitely doesn't mean that you can't prepare yourself, even while in college, to have a professional career as a product manager. But looking back at Rebecca's past, I was curious, did she feel like there were any downsides to not having any sort of exposure to product management in college? Rebecca shares one, perhaps obvious, drawback. 
One area where I'll say um, it's kind of unfortunate that it's not taught is in even just knowing that this is a field that exists. There's certainly some points in my education where it would have been nice to know that this is a a really fulfilling field that I could have gone into because I was feeling at a loss for what to do at certain points. So it'd be nice to at least teach the fact that this is a, a type of profession that one could go into. So there aren't a whole lot of product management classes, but there are some. Even Carnegie Mellon University in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, they recently introduced a master's degree program specifically devoted to product management. But if you're early in your career, perhaps even still in college, and you haven't been exposed much to product management, how can you set yourself up well? I asked Rebecca if there were specific experiences that people potentially interested in the field of product management should pursue. What might help them set themselves up well for a career in product management? It's less about a specific experience, but more about taking on that role of problem solver and decider and, you know, the person that brings people together and building up on those experiences, which you start to build up confidence, which is trusting your intuition and your ability to get things done. And then it's also things that you can point to. So as you go further down into professional product development, any experience where you're kind of essentially performing those functions is good experience. I mean, I, I'm on the auction committee for my kids' preschool, and I end up kind of jumping in and trying to kind of problem solve and come up with new ideas. And, you know, I'm certainly not a product manager there, but I'm performing a lot of the same functions. So even if you're not actively managing a product while you're in college, maybe you can be a part of a club that's responsible for producing something. It could be an event. And for that event, there has to be a group of people who's creating the decorations, coordinating the food and drink. But there's another group of people who's promoting the event, making sure that the people you're trying to attract will find out about it. But who's going to make sure that the right decorations are actually being created? Who can make sure that the food and drink, it's the type of food and drink that your attendees actually want? Who can make sure that you're creating the right experience for your attendees? Maybe it's a stretch, but I can see Rebecca's point that even joining an organization and volunteering to be the person to try to gather these insights, communicate them to the appropriate people on your team, and make sure the event is executed the way you think your attendees would want it to be, that could be a helpful experience if later on in life you want to be a product person. But what about after you've started your career? Maybe you've focused the first part of your career on customer success or even software development. How can you transition into becoming a product person? Would pursuing some sort of certification make sense? Rebecca has a pretty strong take on this one. You know, I really think that from what I've seen, and I've never, you know, taken one of these certification courses myself, but I feel like the people that come out of these courses are oftentimes trying to follow a really prescriptive path in terms of steps you take to do product management and that really inherently limits creativity a lot of the time. Now, project management, I think, might be a little bit more formulaic in other industries. Like I know construction project management or something, right? I mean, it's it's important that there's kind of certain prescriptive steps that are followed there. But for new product development, which is what we do at Zillow and, you know, what a lot of tech companies are doing, being trained in a certain exact way of doing things is going to restrict creativity. And especially in startups or more kind of innovative tech companies, sometimes you have to be able to just quickly think out of the box and not be trying to follow some playbook, but just kind of make it make a decision based on the information you have and just really get things done however you're able to. 
So Rebecca isn't in the camp of believing that product management certifications make sense. I don't know if I agree that it's not helpful at all, but I will say this. Just because one has a product management certification, it doesn't make them a good product manager. But if product management certification programs aren't the right step, at least in Rebecca's opinion, what is someone to do if they want to transition into product management? I have people ask from time to time about how do I become a product manager when they're in a different discipline? And I think that well, A, just making it known that that's what you want to do and talking with people about that. But, you know, because product management is, it's more of a way of approaching problems that no matter what area is that you're working on, you know, whether you're working as a developer or you're working in even, you know, customer service or um, operations or whatever, there's always opportunities to kind of assume the product manager role with the project that you're working on and, you know, find those opportunities. And if, if you are excited about bringing people together and coming up with solutions, you can start to assume some of those responsibilities before it's actually your career. And that's a great way to show your interest and gain experience in it. What about skills to brush up on for people in this situation, those transitioning into a career in product management? I think there's some well-defined and measurable skill sets that are important. Being good at strategy and understanding user scenarios and having that user empathy and at least understanding enough about the technical product that you're working on to be able to communicate and collaborate with the people who are building it. And then project management in whatever way makes sense there in terms of being able to drive people and schedules. So those are all skills, but there's, you know, that kind of DNA piece of the product manager, which is really more about intuition. And it's a little more squishy, but the really successful product managers have that gut feel on what the right thing to do is and the confidence to kind of make it happen and the persuasiveness to bring other people on board with it. Those are things that are harder to train for. There's people that just kind of have that, that take the information available to them, understand what the problem set is, and then make a decision and just really go with it. All in all, I think Rebecca's advice for people in college and very early in their careers is actually pretty useful. If there are classes at your disposal to help get you acclimated to the field of product management, then great, take those, learn from them. But chances are, if you're a college student, there actually aren't classes on product management where you're at. So in those cases, exposing yourself to what you'd need to do as a product person by involving yourself in complex projects where you can help quarterback them, that can actually do a lot on its own to prepare you. If you're transitioning careers, no matter your role, start to take on the mindset of a product person. Act like a product person. Care about the things that a product manager would. Get as close as possible to your users to understand them. This is all, in my opinion, solid advice. So to wrap things up, I asked Rebecca to give one more piece of advice. Advice that she'd give to the younger version of herself if she could. The Rebecca Bastion that wasn't involved in product management quite yet. Here's what she had to say. Before Zillow, when I was working at Microsoft, and you know, no offense to Microsoft because they work on some really cool stuff, the the thing I happened to be working on wasn't inspiring me very much, and I didn't know yet then that this role can be really, really fun and exciting as long as you're working on something that you're passionate about. And so my perception of it at first was like, oh, maybe the product management role isn't so exciting. Um, but then, you know, I came over to Zillow and I became really excited about what we were working on and it was new and groundbreaking. And, um, I literally haven't been bored once since then. <laughs> and so I think the really key takeaway there that I ended up learning is that 
it is important what role you're doing, but even more importantly is that you're working on something that you're really passionate about. And if you're not working on an area that's exciting to you, then it doesn't really matter what angle you're tackling that from, whether it's product management or development or business or anything, right? It's, it's not going to feel inspiring unless the area you're working on is inspiring to you. Work on something that you're passionate about. It sounds simple, but so many of us fall into the trap of working on something that we don't really love. No matter how much you're paid for your work, if you don't have passion for what it is that you're building in your work, is it really worth it? Lucky for me, I don't have that problem, as I have a blast working on not just this podcast, but everything we do here at Product Collective to help product people. So if you enjoyed this podcast episode as much as I enjoyed putting it together, we'd really love it if you could share it with a fellow product person or leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. I know it takes time to do that, but we really, really appreciate it. It helps us a ton. We're working on several other episodes for Build Launch Scale, so expect to see them coming at you at least every other week. For Product Collective, I'm Mike Belsito, and this is Build Launch Scale. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you got a lot out of today's conversation. And if you did, it would be awesome if you could head on over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts from and give it a five-star rating. That kind of thing helps us a ton. It'd also be great if you could just let your friends know about the podcast since it is relatively new. For Product Collective, I'm Mike Belsito, and this is Build, Launch, Scale.